So, I welcome everyone to the Mindfulness Podcast. Uh, if is this your first episode, enjoy. If it's not your first episode, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it even more. Uh, Lele here and Pat with me that want to take you through the world of mindfulness and also of the mindfulness benefits. But before that, um, a couple of news from our mutual community. So, Pat, uh, how's it going? It's going well. Um, I guess the, the three big updates is we we have flourishing communities now in the Spanish speaking language as well as Portuguese and Japanese and French. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when sort of the, the local you know, flavors and languages are brought in. Uh, the second is September. We're focusing the whole month on mindfulness from a corporate level and a well-being level. Nice. So there's going to be lots of you know global comms and guests, and we've extended our summit to be a whole month. And the last news I'd like to share is we've just launched our first badge on oh. Credly. It's called the Mindful Foundations. We cool. partnered with the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation. So you can uh, check that out. I'm sure a lot of you are going to be seeing it on LinkedIn soon. Wonderful. That's good. I mean, in itself, badge is like, okay, but it's just, you know, the achievement, the goal, the thing you completed, yes. and it's it's there. Uh, that's beautiful. It's a process, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a process. process. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, I I have, um, I don't have so many changes in news, right, in in, in, in our community. it's We are doing, um, as now we are recording, the train the trainer for the new supervisors of our um, mindfulness uh, experience. Um, so the, in September, the new wave is going to start. Um, and uh, so for everybody that is interested, and I see many people that are pinging, uh, it's going to come. And we will share also a newsletter. We are a bit late with the newsletter, but we haven't shared it at the end of June or beginning of July, but we're going to do it uh, hopefully as soon, very soon. Uh, so you can actually find that as well, more information about it, including the results that we got now. And there are every single time uh, the mindfulness experience, and this is not the experience that we do in IBM in particular, but generally knowing mindfulness, if you don't know it, uh, has tremendous changes in life of everybody that is doing uh, this type of workshops or courses or just you know, knows about it, right? That's actually why we want to bring... Um, you know, an overview of benefits in our podcast. Uh, so, Pat, what's the benefit we talk about today and who is our guest? So, both, I'll leave you, you know, suspended for a bit because uh, we want it to kind of, the benefits to f- unfold naturally. And guest speaker of, of ours, I'm sure you'll maybe not yet know our guest speaker, but she's working at a phenomenal place. Uh, a good partner of ours, and they're doing great stuff as well that we can all learn from when it comes to mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think without further ado, we can hand over the mic to our guest speaker to introduce themselves. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Lele. So I am Fie Schumacher, uh, working at Microsoft, and... It's so interesting to hear your opening here, um, talking about what you're doing in your communities. Uh, because my journey started with a work community. So, so the mm-hmm. work that you're doing um, 
impacts a lot of people. I just wanted you to know that and thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, so, yeah, one to just start that there with them. Um, with what I heard you share. Right. Yeah, we've, um, I know Lele and I both have, I guess I'm speaking for you Lele, but I know I've, I've learned a lot and, and most of my growth and experience has been in the workplace. So one of the benefits, I guess, of working in a corporate IT world, right, <laughs> is you get to become more mindful if you choose that path. But um, <laughs> I guess enough about me or, or Lele, tell us a little bit about your your story, how you, how you got into mindfulness, I guess, in the workplace yeah. community. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy to. So thinking back, yes, it, it, my mindfulness journey started actually um, at Microsoft when I was living in Denmark. Uh, and I am today living in Seattle, where Microsoft has their headquarters, mm -hmm. uh, but moved here seven years ago. So before that, I, I worked at Microsoft in Denmark. Um, and we had, I was in HR and we'd hired in an external company, Potential Project was their name, and they came in and they should, they were going to run a series of mindfulness sessions with our leadership team. And because I was the one arranging it and, and, and organizing it, I was so lucky to sit in on these sessions. And I was not the intended audience, yet I was, I mm. was the event manager for that project and, and got the, the lucky benefit of uh, of learning along the side of that. Um, and I, it just opened a door to me. Like I, I, I have an education um, from early in my um, life, like beginning of the twenties as a uh, psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. I guess looking back, I probably was a little too young to start psychotherapy at that point in time. I felt it was the right thing. And I learned a ton for those three years that I studied it. But I didn't really have, have context that early on in my life. Mm. I knew what was wrong and I knew how the first 20 years of my life, life has gone, had gone, but, um, but I, hadn't, I hadn't full context of, okay, mm. so now I have this awareness, but what am I, like, what I want to do with it? Years passed um, and then late 30s, I get into this program at work. And suddenly all of these doors opened to me, like the doors of what I'd done 15, 20 years earlier with psychotherapy, but also that door of being in control with something like my mindfulness for my own life. Um, and it was just amazing. I, I went through the course, I think it was like a three months course mm -hmm. that we brought into the LT. I would say at that point in time, um, DLT, not all of the LT members were super um, positive around it. Uh, this is Leader, leadership team for those of you that leadership don't know team. It. Yes, the, the senior leadership <laughs> team in in Denmark. Um, this is probably eight, eight, nine years ago now. Um, and in Denmark, mindfulness was not something that people talked a lot about. Meditation mm. was a little bit um, that. That's woo-woo, and we don't do that in corporate. You cannot get too far. <laughs> so, yeah, that was way out there. Mm. Um, so we had a few that really enjoyed it. I was probably the one that learned most from, from that session that I brought in myself. <laughs> um, I started working with the company and, and learning more from them. I started doing a lot of things on my own. I started having... Um, 
meditation sessions in the mm -hmm. office every morning. I brought the community together who wanted. Sometimes it was two people, sometimes it was ten. Um, mm -hmm. But it was um, it was really fun. And then I was moved to Seattle, so I relocated after I'd done this in Denmark for about a year. Mm. Um, new role, new changes, and that was tough. And I'm pretty sure I had my practice of mindfulness been a little bit more deep than just a year into this. It would probably help me a lot. However, what happened was that I fell off the wagon, as I called it. I stopped my mindfulness, uh, my meditation. I got super anxious. I fell into that change of environment, not thinking that I was good enough, not actually mm. performing well, like all of the things that looking back seven years later, um, if I'd only kept up my practice, I would have found the grounding that I needed, but it was not there and I couldn't actually um, at that point in time keep it up. So I spent a couple of years <laughs> wandering in the dark trying to find myself again. And then suddenly this amazing guy at, at Microsoft, similar to what you do at, at, the, at your companies, had pulled together a program. We were in a cultural transformation at that point in time and were talking a lot about growth mindset. So mm -hmm. this notion of the fact that we can learn all the time and nothing is actually set in stone and, and, and if we only approach it with an open mind, we can all kind of find a way forward. Um, and he had then introduced some courses that he called mindful growth tied into mm. that growth mm. mindset approach. And uh, I joined one of his courses and this was grassroots. Like he was just doing it similar to what you're doing with these podcasts, like doing it on his own just for the benefit of what he was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And um, I joined this course and it, it changed everything. Mm. Uh, it came, it, it, brought back this mindfulness that I'd forgotten about in, in the last two years where I've been lost, as I call it. Um, I got grounded again. I learned a ton of um, approaches to mindfulness through this course that he had. Um, and at the end of that, it was an eight months course. Like we met every month and we did all of these things and we did meditation and we learned a lot about different meditations. We learned a lot about theories behind mindfulness and, and coping with a lot of things at work because that was kind of the setting. And at the end of these eight months, I, I came out as a, as a different person. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm saying the eight months changed me, but it was again back to those doors that were opened back in Denmark and I'd forgotten and I probably had closed them as well. Uh, or, kept them shut mm. it opened again and there was so much more possibility suddenly um so yeah I, I that was that was the journey and then just from there i started teaching these courses myself i've been teaching them for three years now um and that i think i can't remember if it's maya angelou or someone who says that part about if you if you really want to become a master in something, mm. you need to teach it yourself. And I took that approach of saying, this is something I need in my life. But for me to be able to deeply understand it and be ingrained in it, I need to teach it to others. And I was not good at it in the beginning. I was actually just like reading the script and trying my best. But <laughs> now, three years later, 
I grow every time. And I don't grow from what I'm teaching. I'm growing for the connections that I'm having with the people that are in my courses. Uh, and uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's kind of that journey of how I got into mindfulness and, and what it did to me and where I'm at today. Nice. So thank you. Interesting. You knew mindfulness, then you kind of forgot about it, and then mm -hmm. you somehow come, came back to it with additional strength. Um, so basically, so that's that's the benefit we are talking about today, right? So it's a uh, it brought you back from a very stressful um you know situation in your life and brought back some balance so what mm -hmm. of the you know, of what are the components of mindfulness you think were more um you know impactful towards uh, your actual uh situation and you know yeah it's a good question um just as you're saying, when I was introduced to that mindful growth course, mm -hmm. I was, I was really stressed and I was in a bad place. I had a bad manager. Um, I didn't feel in control of my life. Um, and these doors that opened through that course and, and later on the work that I, I did myself, I think it's helped me. Um, I said it before earlier, ground myself. It helped me with the stress that I was in. I, I learned more acceptance. Mm -hmm. Acceptance of what is. Um, and, and even though those of you who've tried mindfulness and meditation, it doesn't come straight away. It's not something that just pops. You sit down and start breathing and then whoop, that everything is wonderful. Um, but the journey that I took and and the work that I decided to do when I first saw these doors opening gave me more resilience, more calm in in understanding the situation, maybe mm -hmm. getting a little distance to the situation as well. Like I think before before I started these practices, I was very I was very in, engulfed in things like my manager not liking me or my manager not treating me well was about me and was about how bad I was as a person. Hmm. Whereas mindfulness taught me to keep that distant and, and be a little bit more reflecting on maybe it's not all about you. Maybe there are other circumstances. And, and I would even say learning about loving kindness of understanding that the reason my manager did as she did was potentially because she was struggling too, where yeah. I'd been very much in my head and very much in, in me realizing that it might not even be about me. It might even be more about what, what she was dealing with or what mm. was happening in the surroundings or, um, so it gave me perspective and then it gave me a little bit of that, joy or, or understanding of letting go and being in the present. Uh, things got less hard. 
And it's not that I became this uh, la-la person that was just like, woohoo, this is just wonderful. Um, but I, I learned to detach myself in a way um, and just, yeah, start with an open mind and an open heart instead of, I was very tense. And, and definitely the meditation and mindfulness practices has opened that up for me and learned me to be much more open and accepting. Mm-hmm. What, I'm, what I'm hearing maybe in, in other words is mm, you were a lot inside your head mm-hmm. and believing you know, the stories or the thoughts, you know, my manager's like this, it should be like that, et cetera. And, you know, you're using this word kind of opening the door and, and, and perspective. So I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about, you know, that, like just you paying attention more to these stories and how that led to you responding more skillfully. You said compassionate and understanding. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to reflect um these are good questions and i I would even say it's a bit of a therapy here patrick now (laughs) (laughs) which is wonderful i love that reflection um i don't don't know say again what is it what 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 did you hear what what, like yeah i just I, I guess what, what I heard is you, you started paying attention more to what's actually happening in the moment and not what your preconceived conceptions or judgments are saying. So what's mm-hmm. actually happening right now and not what I, I think should be happening right now, right? Yeah. So we, yeah. So you're you're just more more present, right? More yes. connecting with what's what's here, and not so much in the story in the head. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Now I uh, now I follow, and yes, um, and I said yes when you mentioned it the first time. I I was still am sometimes very much in my head, um, and also I would say very much in other people, like thinking. Mm about what they were thinking about me yeah. Um, and very focused on showing up the right way or pleasing Mm -hmm. or, um, and I, I think what happened when I, you talked about me mentioning the doors or when I, when I opened this, this uh, world of, um, of mindfulness, um, I, I managed to see that. I managed to see how much I was in my head or how mm-hmm. much, like how many dialogues I had internally around what other people mm-hmm. did. And I was like, wow, I'm spending my energy on all of this. Mm-hmm. How amazing could I be if I stopped spending my energy on these things? And instead, I actually spent them on being with people or listening mm-hmm. or not being worried, walking into a meeting on what they would think, but instead 
if I needed to worry, be worried about, do I know, do I know my shit? Do I know what I'm actually trying to achieve mm-hmm. here? And, and be there. Um, a lot of energy was released in that process. Um, I'm not saying that, that I am able to do this every day. I, it, it, it's ebbs and flows. I, there's definitely days specifically when there's a lot of pressure and stress on where I can have this, whoa, I completely forgot to breathe or like use those tools that I've taught myself and learned through the different uh, courses that, that I've been at now. But, um, but the good part about it is they're still there. Mm-hmm. So even if I get myself into that situation where it's a bit hard and I, I forget, as soon as I remember, I have the ability now to pause and reflect and, and zoom out and, okay, then let me just get back to my grounding. Um, or even have that inner dialogue of telling myself, wait a minute, you're, you're being caught up in stories you have no actual knowledge of. Like, don't try mm-hmm. and be figuring out what other people are thinking. It's not worth it. Like, spend your energy on, on this instead and, and then get back on, on the right course of what I'm trying to achieve instead. Um, mm-hmm. So it is still a journey. However, the, the ability and the possibility of, like, Pulling myself back um, and having the awareness of that being possible is um, is helping me a ton. So the the interesting part here is that the there is no we're not talking a lot about stress, right? Even if stress is the consequence. Uh, but we're talking about many other aspects that are before. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, use of energy, kind of judging uh, yourself and others. Uh, we're talking about ego. That is usually the one yeah. that we are trying to defend or blame or be sorry about. Yeah. And... Um, so how so what actually what, what is the the way um we can then you know get if if you know I'm just practicing mindfulness uh and I'm very stressed right what is the way you would recommend not only to practice but to start that is not you but more in general as mm-hmm. to you know to to, to reduce it, even in, in heavy times, even in the moments where it's easy to uh, to not be mindful, let's say. Yeah, well, it's a good question. Um, and I would even say the first step is how you open this podcast, right? Like being mindful of the breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I do every time. Like, oh, wait a minute, I've actually held my breath for a while Maybe there's something that's not right. Or even if I already knew something is not right. Mm-hmm. Focusing on that slow breathing in and slow breathing out. And it's not that that's necessarily the cure for all of it, but it gives me the possibility of reflection. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's the first step. Um, doing that and... and 
my intention for for this new fiscal year that we're stepping into uh, this summer is to start all my meetings exactly what I just learned from you uh, today on it doesn't take more than not even 20 seconds that breathing in and breathing out and it grounds so much better um, so that's definitely the first step uh, I always use and I would recommend anybody to use um, Another thing that I, I use and I think would be beneficial if, if people are capable of it is, is putting things into perspective. Um, all through my life, I've always had this saying that you can do it, it won't kill you. I know it sounds mm -hmm. very bleak, but, but it is kind of that. There are very few things in this world that we will actually die from. Um, yet, personally, I've sometimes lived my life in that world of thinking, oh, I just gotta please here, I gotta deliver this, or I gotta like, otherwise, things where people reject me, or I might die, or so I I use for myself, and it would be different from for other people, but I use the reality check, like checking in with myself, saying, okay, what is it that you're actually afraid of? You're not gonna die from this, mm. and the people in the room, even if it's a meeting you're walking into, or if it's a one-on-one -on -one with your manager or whatever that could be, presentation for a large room of, of, of folks, the people that you're meeting, they're battling exactly the same battles that, as you are. And, mm. and, and what we talked about earlier, the ego, being in your head, all of those things, they're all battling with that. And, and I think the compassion and, and loving kindness of extending that and, and removing the focus on on you and um being a little bit more aware of of your surroundings is is something that that puts that into perspective for me like you're not the most important person in this world and you can just go out and do the best you do and that is still amazing and everybody will do that and we will all be doing amazing things um so i think you mentioned yourself judgment, which is it's a key word for me and, and, and everything that I do, like really trying to let go of the judging mind for mm -hmm. for myself, but also towards others. So that's definitely a, a step on that journey for being better at handling uh, the stress that I put myself into. I'm going to uh, re reflect back or try to summarize, you know, what you said. Um, so. I think, you know, to answer your question, Lele, we first need some of the basic hierarchy of needs settled. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need to be safe and, and have a roof and right, all that stuff. But once that's there, I think, yeah, Fee, you're right. Um, we need to somehow calm down. And the, the breath is uh, one of the fastest ways to do that, right? Just a, a deeper breath out. And then I heard you say attention, right? I need to actually pay attention to what is happening right now to what my mind's doing the judgments and then you said perspective right that widens my mm. perspective that shows me my judgments what mm -hmm. they could be going through what, what i'm going through and with that you can then respond to the situation skillfully or like you said with compassion you know with with kindness with care etc so it's um it's a process it's a practice i, I know we all have been practicing for a while and we're still very much learning and, and beginners here 
Uh, so encourage everyone oh, yeah. patience with, with with that. But I would say that mostly with uh, stress, right? Particularly stress is something that it's you know tendentially you get into it, right? It's very hard you. You think about okay, now. I'm now I'm creating my own stress, right? You somehow mm-hmm. get external, um, you know, influences, and these external influences make you stressed. Uh, and th- these are the moments where it's easier to forget about mindfulness. It's like when you are like, yes. and the thing, and then you realize after, oh gosh, I was stressed. Now let's start breathing. But in me, before there there is a span of time mm-hmm. where. We just, you know, are overwhelmed with, uh, you know, things and people and we do stuff, we feel bad. And when, you know, it, the sooner you start breathing <laughs> and knowing your breathing, the better it is for you. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and, and maybe even, Lele, when you talk about this, <clears throat> the, the first step <clears throat> that I think people like when you are in that situation where you forget your mindfulness you forget all the good practices have that like have that awareness of your body like oh why 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 does my back hurt or why am i snapping at my husband or wife if that that's the case Uh, like Mm. i don't feel comfortable or something is off pay attention to those things and when you realize that that's when you need to have that inner thought of, okay, pause, breathe, what's actually happening. And then we can start on the journey and, and bring back the practices that, that we have. I always try to distinguish the difference between self-esteem and self-compassion. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I usually say, like, in a nutshell, that self-esteem uh, it leads you to loneliness because it's mostly based on you comparing yourself to others. And that's exactly what you were sharing at the beginning, right? You get stressed because you compare yourself to the others. Why not me? Why me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so on. While self-compassion, it doesn't need anyone. It just needs you and yeah. acceptance of you. So even if you're the only one in the world, you can still be kind to yourself and accept yourself. Yeah, and, I love right? that. Yeah, exactly. And you're completely right, reflecting, again, as I said, this is a therapy session. So (laughs) reflecting back on, yes, there is a lot. Self-esteem is the the tripping part because that's where you get caught up. And that's where you get too focused on others, too focused on your internal whatever ambitions and all of those. And then that self-compassion is the the thing that unlocks it and releases it. I love that. Well, yeah, we can continue therapy all day right <laughs> are we getting into <laughs> totally. the practice time <laughs> yeah i think so i think so um i think this might be actually the first time we've actually you know heard the the usage of therapy so so thank you for that i think compliment <laughs> um yeah if, well if therapy any... is also just the concept of being able like yeah, from the a... old days you went to the priest and you just had that conversation of what was hard in your life mm. it wasn't necessarily religion it wasn't necessarily yeah. therapy we didn't have to call it anything it was just that conversation of people connecting and being able to mm. yeah, tell your story and listen so maybe podcast is the format of what what that yeah. is yeah. <laughs> maybe to um to close though our podcast slash therapy session um <laughs> 
a practice for our our listeners you know either some words of wisdom or a practice of your choice you know something short sweet just a f- few minutes that if you would yeah. like to guide us mm-hmm. through sure i would love to to just guide you through one of the the short meditations that i actually do every week with my community so let me do that So just to get started, I want you to find that posture that is right for you. Like have a straight back, but don't let it be rigid. And just see if you can let your forehead be smooth and dissolve any tension in your jaw. Let your throat relax, your shoulders loosen, and allow your chest to be open. You can let your hands rest in your lap. And if you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes. If not, let them just slightly gaze downwards. So we start by bringing our mental awareness inwards and finding that anchor of the breath. And just allow your mind to settle in to that familiar sensation of your breathing. Take a deep breath in. And release and breathe out. Use this breath as you relax into your chair or cushion and try to let go of all the busyness of your life. Get centered into this present moment. Placing your full attention on the sensation of your breath. Not forcing it, just simply notice as it enters and leaves your body. Following your breath's natural rhythm. And if your mind is being pulled away by distractions, just notice, let go, and return your attention to that sensation of your breath. Be kind to yourself. Your mind does what it set out to do, thinking, planning, helping. So simply acknowledge, recognize, become aware, and let go. This is the work, becoming aware and letting go over and over again using the breath 
That's your anger to always come back to. Now, as we close, try to hold the focus of your breath just for a little while. Breathing in, breathing out. And then gradually relax your attention. And when you feel ready, you can come back to the room, you can open your eyes. I hope this gave you a little bit more place in your mind and in your heart to continue your day. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Thank you for having me. What a great conversation. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining and sharing your experience with us. Uh, one more benefit of mindfulness and one more great story for our listeners. You, listener, enjoy a mindful rest of your day. Thank you for being uh, you know, part of our podcast by listening and sharing it. Pat, anything, last pearls of wisdom from you, as usual? I think just... Thank you for listening and thank you for being all the best. Thank you everyone. Bye.